you're teaching multiple classes a day, it's easy, as you said, to be a little tired. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I'm mm -hmm. just going to cancel this one. You know what, guys? It's just three of you that showed up today. Mm -hmm. You know what? Take a day off, rest. No, man, if three people showed up, you need to give those three people the best three-person class they ever got. Make mm -hmm. them feel good, mm -hmm. heard, seen, loved, cared mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. That's a win right there. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Bars! Bars! Spitting. Dude, this episode's <laughs> hot, dude. This episode is hot. I tell you what. Hey everybody, what's up? We have renamed the podcast and it is called Combat on the Couch. So, good morning, this is Combat on the Couch with your host, the Ugly Franco. Today I am joined by one of Connie Combat's Swiss Army Knife men, okay? There's a lot of them here and they do it all. This guy, he can kiss you on the face and he can, he can choke you from behind and make you go to sleep real quick, okay? <laughs> Hey, he can give you a hug after that, and he can also read you a bedtime story while he's choking you out again, because that's what he's good at, okay? Does he need his hands to do it? No, he can do it with his ankles, too. Doesn't even matter. He'll choke you out with his toes, and he'll come at you hard. All right. Don't mess with him. Uh, this is Alex Weaver. Welcome what to the Combat up? on the Couch. How's it going? Woo! Thank you for having me here. <laughs> Dude, thank you for coming. After I was late, and then after I was late again. That's, that's a double whammy. I was late twice. Can't be doing that. I was scared, man. I didn't know how it was going to be. I showed up at 11.01. Yeah. And then it was bad. Like, what were you scared of? You guys. Of us, like, being upset? Yeah, fighters, man. <sighs> uh, I, I go to places where people are, you know, don't have so many skills to kill you. You know what <clears throat> Walk into a room with two people that have skills to kill me, and I'm late. You probably noticed, though, we're like some of the nicest laid-back dudes you meet. Oh, yeah, dude. No, I'm alive. We'll still ask you for that, <laughs> you know, for that lunch money. We'll ask you for it, you know, and if you say no, we'll still get what we want because we're stronger, I guess. <laughs> no, nah, man, we're the, the guys, the fighters, the the team we work with, they're a bunch of nice guys and uh No, it's a good time. Real I hard workers. I feel really bad about being late, but I'm gonna stop talking about it. Yeah, man, that's uh All right, dude. So this is Alex Weaver. You're a coach here. You also fight. Were you in the military at one point? Yeah. I was Are you in the military now? No. Um that was an experience for sure. Uh glad to uh have did my time and get out. And uh that's funny you meant you ask about that. That's actually what kind of led my first experience into jiu-jitsu itself uh when i was in boot camp for uh, infantry school they showed us a video of ufc one uh they brought us all in show military dudes ufc yeah yeah oh, no ufc one legit <laughs> and, and before they showed us the video they prefaced it they were like gentlemen this is gonna change and revolutionize the way that we approach combat arts and i'm like oh shit this is this is crazy, right? And so they show the video, and you see this Brazilian guy who is crazy choking out. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy at this point. Ken Shamrock, that's who it was. 
to win uh, to win you know uh, the first UFC and and that was our exposure. We're watching it, but we're still really not quite sure what it is we're looking at at that time. And uh, and then they took us uh, out to the sand pits where we started drilling a few little moves, technical get-ups, combat stand-ups. This is mount. This is this. And at the time, I'm thinking to myself, how the hell is this going to help me win anything, you know, in the, in, in as far as a fight goes? Um, it's really interesting now, looking back, what they were trying to do, I see it. And it was actually not bad what they were trying to establish. Um but I didn't get anything out of it. Even though I tasted it, I didn't like the taste. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wasn't down with the sauce yet. Too much salt. A little too much. Too much and, garlic. Uh, too much mozzarella. And uh, so I came home from boot camp, and uh, my friends were training mixed martial arts at the time. Okay? And it was very laid back. There wasn't a team like it was today. Uh, actually, Richard who's going to be talked about probably quite a bit on this podcast, I who? would assume. Was yeah, exactly, if you haven't already figured out. <laughs> uh, he was training back then at that time, the I man. believe, and uh, Tim Stratton was mm-hmm. the guy kind of leading um, everything at that time. And <clears throat> I think I know him. He does some YouTube, yeah, YouTube stuff. He's a uh, he, he's involved up at the E Free Church, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, very nice. um, free good Thinking guy. Ministries. Is good what guy. He does. Good, very good guy. Shout and out so to he Free was, Thinking Ministries. Yeah, yeah. And so he was uh, leading it at the time, and a, a little bit of a transition out. Um, and so it was just what at the time I came in, it was just kind of just a group of ragtag dudes having a good time training, and every now and then, you know, our, our guys would take a fight and. Is it really, you know, like happened at the, you know, the fairgrounds, nobody, hardly anybody there, you know, these times, these were early days of the sport. And, uh, so anyway, uh, it was just a bunch of group of dudes hanging out, you know, and, and like half the time we'd be like, you know, playing video games or drinking at the house. And one of the guys would go train and, you know, some, uh, situations pop up. Hey man, we got a guy didn't show up. You want to come just hang out? So actually a lot of us would just be there hanging out, not even training. And then, uh, a couple times they needed a body. And um, I remember the first time they needed somebody. They just needed a body. They needed a body. Hey, Weave, come on over here. You know, you you make yourself useful. And uh, <laughs> get thrown get thrown on the ground. Right. And, and I remember thinking, well, see, up into that point, I'm 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 athletically, I'm going to toot my own horn. I, I'm fantastic. I've been very blessed um, with a good work ethic, great coaches. Yeah, the guy don't look like a slouch. Okay, you see him move out here, and it's like, okay, he's really not moving at 100%, because if he does, there's going to be trouble, and there's going to be blood in the water. This is not even going to be his fault. It's just what sharks do. (laughs) Smell blood and go. This is the body of peak performance, all right? Um, So I remember thinking to myself, um, as I got on the mat with this guy, I was 19 and fresh out of boot camp and full of testosterone and (laughs) monster and you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what's this guy? Hey, what a great way to come back though. Yeah. Just what do you guys do? Hey man, I'm back. What are you, what are my friends doing? Oh, we're kicking each other's ass for fun. Great. Great. Yeah. Great segue. Right. (laughs) One community. I didn't, I feel like I didn't leave any community. It was like right back into it. Anyway. That's fantastic. So I I remember getting in on the mat with this guy and despite my, what I thought my amazing wit and athleticism, despite those two and, 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 (laughs) and my aggressiveness, you know, I even saw red, bro. I even saw red. (laughs) All right. But it was more from hitting the floor. You know what I mean? Not from dropping bodies. Oh, for um, sure. So this guy red. proceeded to oh, choke yeah, me out. Black and white for a little bit. Yeah. 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 And then stars. And then, <laughs> and then they woke me up, you know, 
but uh, this guy proceeded to choke me out multiple times, and I, you had to face the realization that oh shit, I I really there's. My brain couldn't wrap around the fact that I couldn't defend myself, even though I'm a capable thinking, hunting what I thought at the time, killing right. machine. Right, right. And um, so I was like, okay. You said I you need- were like 21, 22? I was 19 at the time. 19. And uh, and this guy had no business in there with me. He was smaller than me. He looked like a nerd. I feel like I could take his lunch money right. if I wanted it. Right. You know, like right. he looks like he reads books. He looks soft. All right. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah like mathlete, not, a mathlete, not an athlete. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, anyway, that's when I was like, okay, I need, to, I need to learn some stuff here. And uh, originally, my my intention, my goal was just to get good enough to. I thought if I can do that to another athlete, um, then then I could pretty much handle the general population. So that's all I want to do was just get good enough so I can handle most of the general population. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then in, in that seeking that out, I just kind of fell in love with the nuances yeah. and the details. Yeah. Yeah. So what there's a beautiful that story. story. What a love story. You know, if anybody tells you that MMA is not a love story, that jujitsu is not a love story, it's a love story, baby. Oh, it is. They've man. fallen in love with something that they can't even really explain. It's just a feeling. It's just a thing. You know, you have to have that, Mono e mano, I can take over somebody else and have that confidence to walk around in the street, but not have the have the the dickness, if you will, to do it to everybody. Mm. You just have to know that you're you're safer. And it's right. just it's not that you're walking around scared all day. It's just when you get a taste, it's like, oh, what else? Is there more? And then there's always more. Yeah. Yeah. I I and what do you mean by there's always more? I want to hear what your thoughts are. Oh, you are never stop learning. Yeah. Oh, you never stop learning. I'm sure you're going to tell me you never stop learning. The rabbit holes. Yeah, man. I've never, I've never, heard, I've never heard anybody say I've got it all figured out. So, yeah. oh, it's really fascinating how much jujitsu has taught me about, and I wouldn't even say about combat. Yes, combat is another word to summarize it, but you know, physics, you know, anatomy, kinesiology, uh, philosophy. Um, and then you can dive into fitness, the different areas of fitness, mm-hmm. you know, um, nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had to dive into so many different things and, and that's just the jujitsu by itself. And then you have to learn how to, um, help grow a business. You have to learn how to build relationships. That's probably the biggest thing. Cause it's one thing to just give, you know, jujitsu information and all right guys, peace out. And, you know, that's that. But to genuinely build relationships yeah. is something I'm working on. Um, I feel like I'm not that I'm inauthentic, but I think I hide my true self quite a bit mm-hmm. for fear mm-hmm. out of, you know, not being, you know, out of any out of rejection. Everybody, you know, doesn't want to be alone or find out that somebody prefers someone's company to someone else's or, mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? All so, of us humans need another human, you know? We need a lot of humans, actually, you know? But we just need that connection. Fear of rejection is tough to get over, so tough to handle. There's that combined with learning how to be a businessman. You obviously have to mm-hmm. keep certain things inside because not that you're not being your true self. It's just when you're a coach, you have to take on a role and you know, I, I love humor. I have a dark sense of humor and I have to be, I have to hold that back 
um, when I'm in business and when I'm in a business setting. And that's hard for me to scale back because now I'm taking away my authenticity, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to find that mm-hmm. balance mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. you know, of being mm-hmm. myself and taking myself seriously, seriously as a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's fascinating that I say that call myself a professional in this, in this jujitsu thing, um, that I've dreamed of making it a career. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I remember many times on my way there, like, you still doing this jujitsu thing? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, man. Right. You still right. doing that nine to five? Right. You know, right, and it's yeah, like, and yeah. no disrespect, we need those people. We need people in all sorts of jobs and positions. No oh, disrespect dude, there's to a, them. Yeah. Um, but no, no, but no. it was like, it, because my path wasn't typical, it, I, I got a lot, and I still do, you know what I mean, about, you know, the direction I'm going. But thankfully, I love what I do, and the people I'm around love what they do, and we all work hard, and, uh, yeah, man. Not sure where I was going with that. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, being typical, who cares? You know, mm. finding your route to your career and how your life is going to go. Typical. Mm. What? Well, what are we talking about? Mm. Find your way. Your way is always the more fun way. The typical way. Who's going to get asked to be on a podcast doing typical things? Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? That's like, true. Like, I'm nobody. I just bought microphones. So mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of like right? the way that you find things out, it can't be typical if it's going to be anything worth doing, you know? Right. So, and, and, and you know that success is going to obviously come with the failures, right? So it, it's like you got to have the audacity yeah. to try, right? Oh, yeah. And then followed by the just nuts doing to fail. it. And, and then, ha- yeah, failing constantly, you know, I think. It takes nuts to fail, though. <laughs> it's funny. I got a lot of guys, you know, sometimes on the mat, I'm like, man. You know, how do you get so good? And they don't realize I didn't, how many years. I, I think I think they assumed that I got up every morning for the last few years, straightened my tie, and was just like, yeah, another day of whooping ass. And then, and then like, that's just how I live life. But they never saw where the, the lickings and ass kickings and the old have to mm. get on my horse again. Ten, mm-hmm. You fall down nine, get up 10. Like mm-hmm. I've had to do it over mm-hmm. and then injuries and then life. And then those people chirping in the back. Is you going to do that jujitsu thing? Mm-hmm. And then, you mm-hmm. know, you hear all these voices and you got to shut them out with this belief um, that again, almost audacity. It's, it's, it's like you're playing a character that you become, but before you become it, you're still acting the role. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, really, it's been really, uh, jujitsu, I don't want to be one of those jujitsu really helped save my life, but it's definitely, um, given me a life and is now thank- thankfully producing a living. Um, uh, and I thank, you know, my whole team for that, whether it's the coaches and the guys around us, like our community is really unique. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, when you step in and you meet everybody, it's really like meeting like, like you got, you, Rich has got, you know, Swiss army knife, men. Like you do it all. You guys are out here coaching. You're out here promoting. You're out here marketing. You're on your phones. You're creating, you're watching, you're learning, you're showing each other videos all the time. Like getting conversations in here. You got to be on your ball. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much going on and it's just like, when you, when you take a step back and say, okay, what are we, this is Kearney, Nebraska. This is still very small. Like this is still like rich is still like, how do we get to this number? How do we get up to here? You know? Right. And it's just like, 
there's a lot going on still. This is a really cool place. And there's a ton of small businesses in town that are exactly like this. Mm. But seeing, you know, coming around and seeing, it's fun. Yeah, it's like we're going to keep running into a lot of reoccurring themes. I'm sure you probably have as you interview more people that are doing spectacular things, mm-hmm. regardless of what field they're in. It, mm-hmm. You see, the, it's we're repeating the same things, things over yeah. and over and over. What are the some things that what are, what are, what are some of the reoccurring things you do in a day that help you be a better coach here at the gym? That help me be a better coach. So I'm always refining that process, and and Rich and I are always having conversations about what those things look like. As far as action wise, um, reoccurring things that you do every day. Yeah. Number one, I would say. Um, when I wake up, one of the things I try to think about, right, right number one is, is the reason I'm doing the thing, um, which, which is for everyone else. Like, I, I, I need to live for other people. When I'm living for myself, it's easy to kind of forget. And Oh, hold up. That was really good. Say it again. So when I'm thinking <laughs> about others, <laughs> yeah, man, when I'm thinking about others, it really helps me focus on my day. Otherwise, when I'm living for myself, I start to downward spiral with, with, you know, oh, this bed feels good. Oh, this is that, this, this, this morning feels like a great morning to sit in, you know what I mean? And, and scroll on the phone and, and enjoy life. Like where I'm just as, I'm just as human as the rest of everybody. But when I start thinking about, all right, how can I help those around me? Right away, these wheels start turning in a different way. So even if I don't start with a perfect, like, my breakfast, I do a cold shower 10 (laughs) minutes every morning, and and then I stimulate myself with my follicles from my toothbrush, you know, and and then whatever it is that some people do with their morning routine, um, for me, it's just simply, sometimes, man, I don't have that time. I get up at five. I don't even get a chance to look in the mirror. I put on my jujitsu stuff or workout stuff, depending on what it is, and I think, who who am I helping right now? And it gets gets me going, and... uh, so yeah. that's the start right there. Uh, number two is, is and I'm talking about this all the time, is energy. The energy you bring into situations. It's a real thing. As I get older, like, not to, you heard people like, you know, that, that person's energy, their vibe. And it sounds very, you know, woo-woo and like, all right, man, chill out. That's a real thing. As I gotten older, you can feel someone's energy. You can feel, oh, yeah. you can feel when someone's anti-energy. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. you, can, you can talk about that and, and, as a coach, you know, we're constantly managing energies within the room. And if I feel this negative energy, I got to be the one to kill that energy with my energy. We ain't letting none of that little energy coming in here. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And That's it, right, and dude. It, and it's contagious. Both are, but one's got to win the battle. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can tell when you walk into a choir room, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it feels yeah, no. that way. Yeah. And you know, when somebody, when, when somebody with energy walks, walks into a quiet room, if, if you're in the room, and you walk in, and then I see you, you feel energy, mm-hmm. and that's how. So the way that ties into being a coach is by having energy, one, it shows that I'm excited to see the people that I'm around. Um, that's a big deal, right? The connection there. And then from a salesman business marketing perspective, no one's going to want to listen to what you have to say about anything if you come into the room and your voice is like this, no matter how. Yeah. Even if I say, yeah, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, you nobody wants to hear it. that. You got to bring know? it. You know, you, you got to make sure you go around the room, introduce yourself to everybody, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. ask them questions about uh-huh. their family. If you know them, get to know their family. Again, this is where it ties into building relationships. All of this stems from having good energy. And yes. Um, yes. so it starts there. And then, uh, of course, 
um, being a good coach, you want to be prepared, show up on time. These are basics, right? But right, you'd be amazed right. how many people don't do the basics consistently, and that's what separates the good it from really the great. Does. And even good isn't good enough. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, so, it's really not. It's really not. If you want to be better than everybody else or striving to be the best you, good is really not just good enough. Right. And I say these words, and I and I to not sound like I got it all figured, I, gotta, I say these things... And I'm constantly redirecting those arrows at myself. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. I need to fucking uh, make sure that I'm, I'm doing be the, be the change you want to see in the world, or, or be the, yeah. the thing. Yeah, right? yeah, the Gandhi, catalyst. right? Gandhi, right? Was that the guy? I think maybe I thought I don't it was know. maybe right. it was Man- Mandela, the late great Who Colonel knows? Sanders. I oh God, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Yeah, um, dude. No, let's hold up. How do you bring that energy though? Because you're obviously tired all the time, mm. doing things every day. So hold I, up, doing things every day. Um, you know, it brings a lot out of a person. You know, doing the things that you do specifically bring a lot of out of out of a person because you're physically doing a lot. So how do you get energy? You know, to be able to go back every single day and then. While you're thinking about other people constantly, how do you bring it back and then flip it on yourself and be selfish so that you can go out? Or is everything you do selfish and you love giving so much that it doesn't feel like you need to be selfish because you're constantly selfish because you selfishly love giving? That's really fascinating because when I first got into jiu-jitsu, we'll get into the story, but Rich and I had a separation for a small period of time and I had my own jiu-jitsu program going on Mm -hmm. there. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, during that time, I was learning. I, I had to figure out, okay, I'm no longer working with Richard. I still love jujitsu. I want to get good at jujitsu. This selfish thing, right, of, of getting good on my own for myself. And what I recognized right away is, well, if I want to get good, that selfish I want to get good, I have to build a team. And all of a sudden... To build a team, I had to be very unselfish, and that's teach people how to beat me or be better than me. And right off the bat, from my selfish want of being good at jiu-jitsu, I had to be giving right away. So right away, jiu-jitsu taught me how to be giving right off the freaking bat, you know what I mean, just to, just to get good at my own freaking wants. And it's really fascinating thing, man, how that turned out to be. How's that feel when you realize that's what it was? When did you, did you have a realization as it was happening? Like, oh, this is what it is. Or like, was it later? How'd that feel? Yeah, I can't remember when um, that exact, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Me, I, I've had, I've, I've articulated this idea many times because I think um, it's just, a, it was just a unique perspective when I, when I reached it. I was like, wow, I, you know, mm. how did I mm. get here? And it's like, well, I wanted to get good. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm adding <laughs> things up and it's like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> How I had to do that uh, initially. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So bringing that energy, man, sometimes I don't have that energy, you know? And sometimes, um, look, when I don't have that energy, I make sure that before I walk in through the door, I'm smiling, all right? It's like sometimes people say fake it through you make it, but how you see me and how, like, if I don't have a smile, if I don't look happy to be here, you won't be either, so even if I'm not communicating it with my voice, and what's up, man? Good to see you. At minimum, if this is all I got and my voice is here, yeah, I need to at least be smiling yeah. and look like I'm enjoying this moment. Yeah. So so that communicates a lot. 
Um, oh, but yeah. that also is authentic because guys, I don't have to tell them I'm not feeling it today. They can see. They can see. They can tell. You're, you're an energy guy. Right, 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 right. They know it's, what kind of energy you got. Exactly. They, if, if they know you, they're reading. Oh, man. He's all right. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. man, dude. All right. Let's bring him up. So we, That's I, something that this place is probably really focused on, too. When guys don't have energy, who's uh, going to bring, bring you up? Well, if you're a coach and you don't have the energy, and if we have to coach that more than once, you're out. Um, mm. And no disrespect to who they are. We love them. I, I would do the same to me. If I'm coming in here constantly with negative energy, you're a cancer. Um, don't care how good of a skill you got, what you know. Mm-hmm. You're, it's not the culture we want. Maybe not negative, just low. Maybe you just need some bringing up. Yeah, and even, even low energy isn't good. Again, mm. no one wants to hear what you have to say. Got in late, work was long, sorry. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to have the problems. Yeah. But when you're taking on this responsibility, this calling, yeah. it's a calling. It's not a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a calling, and that's what separates the people that are here from the people we wouldn't want here. And Right. Yeah. And that's what, and that's how you know. It's because they bring it in. They want to be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people yeah. that come here want to yeah. be here. Coaches and students alike. Right. No one's forced to be yeah. here. That's one of the cool things about it. I love this. I love what I do for a living, man. It's, yeah, everybody wants to be here. And uh, I'm blessed to have people that show up to want to see us. <laughs> Dude, that's fantastic. That's such an interesting perspective, too. Mm. And it, that's, some people are going to be like, that. it pushes away the people that are going to be like, well, oh, just because they're tired, they can't come? Oh, oh you're who we don't want. So, we're just separating, okay? We're just separating, and that's fine. Because you're not going to be with... Not everybody's going to be on the train, baby. Right. No, no. You know what I'm saying? And it, that's, just, that's, just, that's just how it is. And it teaches, it, it teaches our members, um, our students, when we're consistent. Like, they can't tell... Most of our students can't tell us that we don't show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it teaches yeah. them, like, look, we're, we've had... What's your problem? I've had the same problem, maybe worse. You just don't yeah. know about it, and I'm still showing up every day. Right. We don't need to tell right. it like that. Yeah, um, yeah, right, but, right. But just by being, con- again, consistency people, I don't think there's enough um, shine on that word, consistency, you know, especially in the combat world. We're teaching multiple classes a day. It's easy, as you said, to be a little tired. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm mm-hmm. just going to cancel this one. You know what, guys? It's just three of you that showed up today. Mm-hmm. You know what? Take a day off, rest. No, man, if three people showed up, you need to give those three people the best three-person class they ever got. Make mm-hmm. them feel good, mm-hmm. heard, seen, loved, cared mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. That's a win right there. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Bars! Bars! Spitting. Dude, this episode's <laughs> hot, dude. This episode is hot. i tell you what. All right, so let's switch gears. How do you like to have fun, dude? This is This is serious. You, you're a fun dude, though. How do you like to have fun out here, and uh, what do you enjoy doing before we get back to some more, some more combat? Uh, things that I enjoy doing. Um, so my default mode, I would say, would be studying jujitsu. I know that's probably really cliche, you know, to say, but I really do enjoy studying. I, I it just helps me relax and uh, calms me down. To what do you like jiu-jitsu. to study? Um. Pretty much the the task, the task at hand, the project. Yeah, I I guess I kind of go with where either I go off a couple directions. Either what I feel the team needs in the moment, huh. um, and Richard and I are always 
talking about that based on what we notice and what the team looks like they may need. And then off my own personal, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My own personal wants, my own personal, yeah. you know, what I see. Ooh, that looks fun. Ooh, that's interesting. I'm going to, yeah, whatever catches path. your eye, you know, yep. things catch your eye. You go, Ooh, could I do this already with the things that I'm doing mm-hmm. or is it too much? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. at the point, once you Always. learn more and more jujitsu, um, you, the uh, dots you have to connect become more and more. And so all of a sudden you just can start mapping all sorts of different things. Yeah. And so that's, that's where it gets fun for me. Oh yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah. I think I'm the same way. I think a lot of people are the same way, but I'm definitely the same way. I'd sit around and, you know, if I'm watching, if I'm really not doing anything, mm-hmm. I'm still watching like more YouTube than mm, like movies learning. or yes. anything. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, a year ago, I cut off like one subscription, and now I think I just need to go through more subscriptions and cut them off. And yeah. Then, because YouTube is just where I am, oh, like most YouTube. of the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Those algorithms you got already down. know. Yeah, dude. When I pop in there and I was just talking to you guys about like some business or something, mm-hmm. then, and then I go in there and I'm like, you know, three ways to market your business better by the person that you love to watch all the time. It's like, oh, <laughs> dude. Random. Where's the couch? I just got two hours mapped out. <laughs> Those out, they dude. got me so good. So I mm. guess uh, one of my joys that isn't uh, wrapped around jujitsu would be watching soccer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I love it. Um, I follow a team called Arsenal out of London, and uh, I've been watching them since uh, early 2000s, and I remember uh, just really loving loving that. And I still follow to this day, and so that's kind of one of my, like, I'll, I'll catch a game every Saturday, Sunday, depending on when they play, and, and um, for the most part, and I'll, I'll listen to podcasts and yeah. analysts breaking down the sport just about right. them. I don't right. follow the whole league, just them. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of my guilty pleasure when I'm not yeah. doing jujitsu. Uh, what to tie in um, right now? They have a coach named Mikel Arteta who has grown the club back up from the heights that I fell in love with as a kid, and uh, he's instilling things as a coach that we are borrowing from in here. Um, one of the things is, uh, like the mantras you have is respect, passion, commitment, and which we put on the medals for our tournament recently, because those values as coaches and as a club will carry you through, you know, respect for one another looks like many things showing up on time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Having the red attire, being yeah. ready when you need to be yeah. you know, listening, yeah. all these little things, right. And right. Then commitment towards each other. Well, again, if you're committed, you're probably, again, these all tie in on time. Yeah. You're, you're, you're showing up with a good attitude, good yeah. energy, yeah. you know, yeah. passion yeah. that all those three words communicate. Yeah. What we yeah. want in these walls. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, Teaching that to the team, that that's what we're looking for, uh, we'll, we'll cover a lot of bases as far as behaviors and the culture we're trying to build. Yeah. So we're that's taking an interesting... Uh, no, sorry. So what we're doing is we're just taking... And I'm terrible at talking over, man. Uh, I just... I, I, I tend to just get uh, on It's ready to go. go. It's ready to go conversations. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, so basically what we're taking is high-level... Um, teams organizations that are already doing it at the highest level and trying to steal from them what they're implementing to make high level athletes high level performers high level uh coaches you know so we're trying to just take from people who are already doing it you know but we're just 
doing it with a different sport. Mm-hmm. It's all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just yeah. gotta. No, yeah. You just watch other people, see how they do things, and then say, oh, I can do this in the micro here. Yeah, yeah. And it comes back down to the team, as you said. You can't do it alone. Yeah. Um, Some people don't think like visionaries. You have to be a visionary. You have to be a big idea type of thinker to be able to see that this week-long process is going to be implemented now. And it's like it's not just snapping your fingers and saying, oh, we're doing this here now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arsenal does it, so we do it here now. Yeah, that's and, that, that's you, really cool. We oh, kind of have a little bit of checks t- and balances. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go into that here. How's that work? And it's without giving away too many secrets. Sure, sure. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's cool. We can give secrets. You still got to put the. That's work what we. That's what the people want to hear. Okay, we want to hear the secrets of how things are operating. Like other people are learning, we are going to be teaching. So, you know, six months from now, somebody's going to listen to this. And so, oh, that's an idea that I can get, Uh, you know. Yeah, put that in their tool belt. Yeah. Write that one down. Mm -hmm. We trademarked this, so careful, buddy. But, (laughs) no, just kidding. (laughs) So, uh, shoot, what were we talking about again? Lost it. Lost in the humor. Mm, Going uh, visionary. Visionary, yes, how we Having. how we determine. So yes, as far as operations go, we're again we're constantly refining that process. But um, there's a guy I believe is an ex CIA agent. Uh, I can't remember his first name, last name Bustamante, um, but he identified that there are four animals characteristics that people can fit into when you're looking at organizing a team. Um, I believe it was the lion, the bear, the cheetah, and the fox. And the lion is the relationships person. Uh, the cheetah is the organizer. The fox is the idea person. And the bear, oh, I can't. So now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of butchering this a little bit. But either way, there were four animals that us as coaches kind of identified with. Hey, Richard, can you look up the fox, the bear, the thing, the four? What was that? Just the four of those really quick. Okay, thank you. We've got Rich producing today, so he's uh, going to look that up for us. And look at him doing a good job over there. Look at him. Just sitting He's so there. happy to be there. The brown George Clooney, that's what they call him. <laughs> Cinnamon George Clooney. Those eyebrows tell it all. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Uh, so with those animals, you're able to organize. Um, what you want is all four in that team to have a well-organized and, and running team. And so that's interesting. I haven't heard that, uh, that, that, that explained before. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's the bear. That's the relationships. And I think about it. The lion is, I believe the one that gets things done, uh, organizes things. And then the cheetah just goes, I believe anyway. So, um, I identify kind of a little bit as a hybrid, you know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. kind of like a fox bear, mm-hmm. uh, a fox bear. cause I'm, I'm <laughs> ideas, man, ideas all the time. And I do like, I have, um, good relationships with a lot of people and I like building relationships with a lot of people. And so I mm-hmm. kind of feel like I teeter on those two. Um, mm-hmm. But again, we have within our group <clears throat> different people that cover all four of those animals, which is what you want. If you don't have that, you want to get yeah those yeah. bases covered. Yeah. I mean, if you have yeah. everything well-oiled, good relationships, but no ideas coming, yeah. you get yeah. what I'm saying? Or yeah. if you have one, if one's missing, you yeah, need to yeah, have yeah. that all. Every once in a while you get a, you know, a unicorn and you just have somebody that's, good at everything mm, that's good you at have everything. the gary v's out there that mm. are just 
they love everything and they're good at everything and there's nothing stopping them and they don't take losses because they're constantly taking right. losses. You know, like I just go to Gary Vee all the time because he's so like me. Like I just resonate with how he talks. Mm. The, the vulgar at you, it doesn't hurt my feelings to the slightest. Yeah. But he's always telling me how I'm not doing enough. So it's constantly like I'm getting hurt by him. Mm. <laughs> but he's always like, Right. Mm. So people like that are what I need in my life. And those are the ones that I watch. And those are the unicorns because those are the people making the maps for the bear, the fox. You know what I'm saying? You're right. The lion. And, but the people that are unicorns understand delegation because they can't do it all. Oh, yeah. They still, so. they wouldn't call themselves a unicorn. They're, they're, they'd be like, I'm a porcupine. I'm just really, <laughs> I'm just really good at poking the right people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just, no, you never see you you really are but if you can kind of have enough self-awareness to understand this is where i do well this is my strengths then you can be a fox fox bear uh, yes yes fox bears doing it it's um, interesting it's yeah interesting. so that's how we kind of um look at organizing things and and how we utilize our strengths as coaches yeah um and it's great too. Um, we have almost a complete team. You know, we have Jose who does a very good job, and Delfino with the striking, and uh, that's their interest and their passions. And then uh, Richard, I would say, delves more into the combination of things, how to transition uh, fluidly through the arts, the kickboxing, jujitsu, wrestling. Um, he likes to to get into those gray areas, which is where a lot. A lot of uh, a lot of work's done. A lot of work can be, and a lot of strides can be made. And, oh yeah, oh um, yeah. And then I come in specializing in jujitsu, um, very, very from off my back, I would say. But um, Richard and I both agree wholeheartedly on on the MMA aspect and how jujitsu changes when the rule sets change. Jujitsu and grappling changes when rule sets change, mm -hmm. at the, mm -hmm. and that's important to understand the rules and how you're going to philosophically approach a match, a fight, whatever, based on the rule sets given. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So thankfully we both agree. Um, Cause it, it would be hard if I'm like, no man, it's a fight. You got to do jujitsu to win the fight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know? And if that mm -hmm. was my sole track, we wouldn't mesh. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I, there would become a rift in the group and that's not, that's not good. So mm -hmm. thankfully, we completely agree philosophically on how to approach things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And talk uh, about how how to get to that point because there's a lot of building that goes on in the gray area. That would probably be the gray area because you just said that you just said like you know we have to do during the match. Mm -hmm. We have to do the you know if, if you said we have to do the jujitsu. The gray area is months mm -hmm. before that. So that building up. Mm. Talk about how you got to that point where you guys can be in a moment where there's a decision that kinds of need to be made. Love it, love and it. then you guys can uh, just get over it quickly and then move on to the next part. Absolutely. Accurately and with efficiency. So right off the bat, when you're looking at combat sports, you have three mostly specialized arts that make up the totality of MMA. And that's, again, the wrestling, kickboxing, jujitsu. So when you're asking, well, how do you know which decisions to make on the fly in the gray um that's based on right away like you said in a, months 
advanced as the fight's taken number one we're looking at our opponent we're looking at our fighter and we're asking ourselves or at least this is what i do rich is very similar to me um are they better in two out of the three areas than their opponent and the two out of three areas are any one of the three i just mentioned kickboxing uh wrestling and jujitsu because if you can be better or guarantee that you're going to be better in those two out of three areas, then no matter where the fight goes, you can dictate the outcome theoretically. Mm-hmm. All right. So for example, mm-hmm. uh, you take striking, uh, take a, take somebody that's good at striking and wrestling, mm-hmm. but crappy at jujitsu. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, if he's got his striking and wrestling down and let's just say, well, because he's a wrestler, he's going to be able to take the fight down or keep it standing up, mm-hmm. right? And he's going to control that because he's good at striking. He's going mm-hmm. to be able to get the knockout. Mm-hmm. Um, let's switch it around again to somebody that's got jujitsu and wrestling, but no striking, right? Even though he can't knock the guy out, well, because he's a good wrestler, he's going to be able to take the guy to the ground, keep him there, and utilize his jujitsu. See what I'm saying? So no matter what, now let's take the other one out. Let's say he's got good striking good jujitsu, crap wrestling. Mm-hmm. Well, then it doesn't matter what the wrestler does. Mm-hmm. If he takes him down or keeps it standing, the guy's mm-hmm. going to win. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you just want to be better in two out of the three areas mm-hmm. or at least try to close the gap. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? As, as best as possible. Yeah, and totally. You're playing mm-hmm. chess, you know? You're yeah. playing chess. Yes. And then... A lot of people just think it's going in there and letting loose. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you're, if you're not that... If, if you can't do that... If you don't have jujitsu down and you can't just let loose, you have to think about these things. Yes. Yeah, so you have to think about these things. And as coaches, you have to get to a point where you're both, you're all on the same page with what, what the guy is going to do. So I was interested, I'm interested to see what kind of building goes on in the gray there because that decision to say, you know, he needs to be better at this right now and then not have a fight in that moment. Mm-hmm. What does that take to, to build that, you know? Well, number one, it takes good coaches to recognize what a fighter needs and being honest and developing those things and communicating those things with the fighter and, and the coaches and trusting the coaches that they have your best interest with that. Um, it's not often we'll take, well, you'll want to take a fight as a coach when you're not in, good in those two mm-hmm. out of three areas. Um, as far as the gray goes, there's now, a Do couple- you guys fight a lot in here to get those good moments or... Are you guys pretty much like, you know, why are we fighting? We, we all agree. It's just good, you know, chemistry in here. There's a lot of like things going on that just kind of like make sense. And it's just like, we don't need to argue about things that are obvious. Right. So we're all good at seeing that. And then in moments, it's just easy. There's definitely been conversations, hard conversations Richard and I have had um, about, this was early days, not anymore. I think we've now kind of, we understand each other now on a, on a very good level as far as what we both agree on in terms of grappling. And now we don't even need to check each other on it. But for a while there, there it was clear. So like I told you, there was a small time where he and I didn't work together. Right. Um, and during that time, on top of trying to build a business that was going to be bigger than, than what he had going on, I wanted to develop a style that completely beat what he was doing. Mm -hmm. So I completely developed my things to kind of like beat a top player that wants to be heavy pressure style, which is really hard to freaking do. But I was determined to do it. And um, 
So based off of that, right off the bat, I kind of had a certain philosophical approach to fighting and finishing fights mm -hmm. um, using jujitsu. But mm -hmm. as I've grown as a grappler and a martial yeah. artist, I've learned that um, <clears throat> you can take from a lot of different areas. And, and even now, I, I enjoy the top game of jujitsu. But again, coming back philosophically, if you're going to do MMA, mixed martial arts, then then philosophically your thought process should be to be on top stay on top because now um you're already winning uh the positional battle and the battle of energies the person on bottom now has to use the floor to generate leverage which takes energy when the energy force that the person on top is using is gravity which they don't have to generate um so if that makes any sense that's kind of like why you want to be on top yeah uh, no yeah no yeah Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and it's the thick of it. The thick of it. You know, somebody just got some mm, knowledge right now, dude. Um, the next thing as far as grays go, I would say would be, so wrestling, but wrestling when there's a cage involved. Mm -hmm. the, the game mm -hmm. of wrestling changes when you have a wall to work against. Mm -hmm. And so there are very specific techniques and things that you would like to have built up. And uh, mm -hmm. so that's another, I guess you'd call it gray area or maybe mm -hmm. not understood uh, piece of MMA that's still kind of growing. Um, and so lastly, the grays would be when do we wrestle? When do we kickbox? When do we do jujitsu? Right. What that's, mm. that's kind of the other gray yeah. that you want yeah. to figure out. And again, that's kind of based on the overall strategies we talk about leading up to the camps. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Hope that helps kind of identify what we're doing there as far as helping a fighter select fights and how we're developing them along the way obviously we're trying to look at their weakest points and trying to build those up right. yeah but you're obviously looking at what they're good at and then saying what are we going to start you at right where are we going what's going to be our base you know what are we going to build up and then build on right right absolutely there are just certain little movements punches that fighters may favor submissions, yeah. and you want to help build off of those pathways for sure yeah 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 no doubt no doubt Mm, interesting it's been good stuff i love talking about this stuff i go on all day that's the plan <laughs> um i don't know 45 we got time uh do we got time i got time man. okay all right so as far as fighters in the building that are fighting september 9th because we've got fights coming up we got fights coming we got up. fights coming up all right um who are you excited to see? What are you excited to see out of them? Um, what are you excited to see out of yourself and Richard and anybody that's going to be involved? You know, are you excited for a couple specific things? Exactly. Have you been coaching anybody specifically? And you're like, oh, we're going to try to uh, see what he's going to do in this. But don't, hmm. you know, don't give it away. <laughs> no, I, I would. No, that's a great question. Um, so I feel like we do a pretty decent job of overall of kind of helping the fighters understand what needs to happen. So I would say that Richard probably has more of a handle on the specifics of what he's looking for when it comes to the fighters. As far as the fighters I'm excited for, I'm always excited to see our guys fight. That's just, just because yeah. I've been around these guys for such a long time. Oh yeah, baby. And uh, they're, they're just 
great people. It, it gives me a lot of anxiety as a coach just because you <laughs> care about these people. Like, throw me in there, it's not a big problem. But when these guys go in there, all of a mm. sudden, it, it just feels different. Cause well, you, you got love for people. them. You got, yeah, you got love for them. It feels different. You want them you want them to experience the best without getting injured, whether they win or lose. That's always the mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. from right. a realistic perspective. I'm like, man, I really hope they don't get some sort. Even when you win, come out on top, as you learned from Delfino, you broke an arm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's or hand, excuse rough me. Recovery. Yeah. So it's uh uh that's always what I'm hoping for, praying for is our guys just don't get injured. Um let's see. Um as far as excited people I'm excited for, I'm excited for Hayden. He's been putting a lot of good work in. Um and he, he actually is I love how when we're rolling and grappling, he's lately he's been calling me out more and more to get rounds in with me, which is fantastic. Um so he's something I'm looking forward to. Oh man, we got so many good people. Justin Weaver is a good friend of mine. I, I'm excited to see him. He's always he's he's man. He's the uh, Hulk. Uh, he's the American Hulk, man. He bleeds like the rest of us, except you know it's not just red; it's also white and blue. The American you know, Hulk. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I like it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so I can't wait to see him. And um, we just got so many fighters on the card. Vanessa, she's been putting in a lot of work. Um, almost time to go pro for her. She's got leg kicks that are no joke, dude. It's my goodness. That's terrifying. Her technique has thankfully gotten so much better over the years. And on top of that, the work she's put into herself as a person um, has been just wonderful. Um, yeah, I walked downstairs the other day and I thought it was like one of the dudes over there kicking or hitting something. Mm. No, bro, it was just her kicking. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Snap your legs with one of them kicks. No joke. Yeah, I'll be I'll be unable to golf. Yeah, she doesn't hit you with the leg. She calls it the Louisville slugger. That's what she really? hits them with. Yeah, really? out the park with those things. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Let's go. Um, so like I said, man, I, I don't have any specific people. I'm excited for all of them and all of them, mm, correct answer. And all of them have been putting in the work. That's why it's hard for me to pick. That's why they deserve to be there. That's huh? why they are there. We have standards. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. Um, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to trash other gyms, but a no. lot of people, a lot of gyms kind of have it, it old school. It was like, dude, I got a fight coming up. You, you want to help train me? Yeah. And then yeah. that's like how a lot of gyms do it. Typically, um, we don't even let you hang out upstairs with the fighters until we've seen you consistently. You have a certain weight that you've met requirement. Um, All those requirements, I'm sure you've heard the previous podcast. No, I have no. uh, That Jack instilled. Okay, so like... uh, There's weight requirements that the fighters go through it anyway. We like we like different perspectives from different people. Maybe you're gonna think about something that was already talked about, but talk about it differently. So go uh, over that. Our boy Jack. um, uh, How do I summarize my boy Jack? (laughs) Yeah, uh, good dude, great friend. Um, And and quick background: why he keeps getting brought up is uh, he played for the Huskers, captain of the Huskers. So you can imagine leadership qualities that. Um, he acquired and learned there. Uh, but again, there were just some standards that we thought were important to put in place. So that way um, we start running on a highly um, well-oiled machine. Um, otherwise it's just chaos. Um, and, and there's no, st- when there's no standards and everybody shows up when they want to, when they want to show up, do what they want to do. 
And, and it takes simple things. It starts with little things like just, again, showing up on time, having the uniform, having the right attitude. And those little things suddenly become bigger than that. And uh, so having, uh, how do you ask some people, because everybody has a life outside of fighting, at least our guys do. You know, some go to school, some have regular jobs, you know, and, and so how do they balance you know, seeking out this endeavor that requires you to be, especially with our standards, at a higher level. And it starts with just these simple requirements of meeting weight, right? If we can't hold your hand every day, if you're meeting weight, that means you're doing well outside of the gym. And uh, showing up on time, that's an easy one. You know what I mean? If you're drinking, you're not going to show up for the early mornings. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's just yeah. it's just simple little standards there that kind of control them without controlling them. But they want it. And they don't realize that... that no, they do a lot of them. I think now the ones that have been in it long enough now understand the benefit of it. And the yeah. ones that aren't here, well, there's a reason you're weeded out. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? No and that's, no, just, just what it is. It's just what it was. Yeah. It's the belly of the beast, baby. Mm-hmm. So there can be redemption. It just gotta, you know, you can come, there's, there, people can come back. You can always come back in life. But, you know, you got to really show. Yeah, we're like really that hotel. We'll be. always leave the light on for you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, well, you can always come back, you know? There's a, you know, you see that this table next to us is empty because there's always a seat for someone else, baby. That's right. You know? So That's we, right. We want, we just want people he, that want a community, as far as that come in the gym, that want a community of people that are going to expect just a little more out of yourself than you might ask of you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we want you to want the best of you. We we don't want you to to just be comfortable yeah. because we're always growing and we're always evolving. And that's kind of how we think about life here. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's just a winner's mentality. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to at least willing to show up and want to get better. Yes, sir. If you can't if you can't do that and you got weird other stuff going on like not showing up on time, well, you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> and, then, and it's fascinating, too, because as we're growing these things, we're also trying to find the balance of of still telling these people, well, look, if you can't commit because you have a life outside of this, still show up to everything. You can come to the things you can make it to. Yeah. Yeah. Don't throw the baby yeah. out with the bathwater. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Still show up to as much as you can. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. we, we're guilty of that, right? Perfectionist. Oh, oh can't do it 100%. So it's not going to do it at all. Oh, yeah. I'd rather quit. I'd rather give up. You know what? You know what? You know, you know how many how many things I've just given up because I tried it once. Feels and good giving wasn't up. It's good. easy giving up. Yeah, it's, I shouldn't say it feels Screw good, that. but you I'm know out. it's like easy. It's just it's an easy. It's the easy yeah. wrong over the hard right. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Um, you find certain things that you can be really bad at for a long time, and then you see that oh, I kind of like this. I might be eventually good at it if I just don't give up. Yeah, and it's fascinating the people that choose to walk in through our doors to to pursue this endeavor. Um, like we we've got a tournament cup tournament coming up august 12th uh subspectrum that's in des moines iowa and nice. uh we've got a handful of guys that are going to be going some guys that have never competed for what was that date august 12th okay and uh so that's coming up right around the corner yeah, we got a handful is. of guys ready to rock and roll some people new some people have been around the block a few times not their first rodeo but uh one of the guys i'm really excited for scott noctegal he's he's man <laughs> he's uh one of the most ruggedly handsome dude you ever meet. Looks just like Jeff Gordon. We joke about it all the time. We're like, what's it like knowing Wait, Jeff? Yeah, he's like 42, right? You've seen him, yeah. Dude, I asked him the other day, how old are you? Because you look like you're 25. 
Dude, yeah, that guy looks exactly like Jeff Gordon, and he's, oh my God. Dude, we joke about, we're like, what's it like knowing Jeff Gordon wears your pajamas to go to sleep at night? <laughs> you know what I mean? And what's it like when Jeff Gordon asks you for his autograph? You know, we're always like, <laughs> you don't look like Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon looks like you, Scott. You know, we're always just kind of doing <laughs> little true. things like That's that. That's hilarious. And, and, and then repetitively asking him to put his shirt back on because it embarrasses everybody. And on Dude. a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, <laughs> on a Taco Tuesday, Nobody wants that. <laughs> Everybody so, else is bloated. Oh, man. Why do you look like this? Yeah, get out of town. The cure for cancer guy. is in his blood. It's in his blood. Yeah, if they sent him, we would have won the Afghanistan war. Just him by himself. <laughs> yeah. All right? I can't say enough about this guy. So he's one guy I'm excited to compete because he's going to break someone's wow. head. Yeah, I really is. hope not. But, but So I remember um, he started training with me years ago, and the first time he grabbed me, his hand strength, I remember thinking, this guy isn't normal. Uh, and come to find out, he was a pole vaulting champion, held held a record for 19 years. I can't remember where, but now it makes sense. Um, yeah. And and he's maintained that athleticism, and um, his curiosity for learning has never waned. I saw him this morning at 6. We were training already, and uh, him and his son Sam, they're just phenomenal guys and athletes. So that's just one of many. Another one, uh, Benjamin Howie, he's a musician, um, out of Hastings. He makes that drive all the time. Top three favorite white guy. All right. He's always in my top three. Um, I don't release the rankings. All right. Because are they constantly changing every month, every month. And maybe I have a Patreon page where I'll release the rankings. <laughs> Get a TikTok going. See at who least. makes the cut. Um, so anyway, Benjamin, he's a really good guy and, and his, uh, how do I say this? His curiosity as well. He's he he's always sending me videos, and I'm sending him videos, and I can always see him. You can tell who's studying outside of class. You yeah. just always see it, and so he's one of those. Um, another one, Harley Huerta. He uh, manages uh, Chipotle here in town, yeah. so yeah. you know he's yeah. slanging them Ritos. Hey and, baby, oh, he's such a good guy, good heart, family man. And uh, just works so hard. And so what's fascinating about our jiu-jitsu crew, just, that's just a few of them. I, I, I can yeah, talk yeah. great things about a lot of these guys. Um, with our jiu-jitsu crew, we, we kind of have um, an opportunity at the end of our competition classes for them to work with the fighters, with the MMA guys. So our jiu-jitsu competition team and the MMA fighter team at the end of Mondays and Wednesdays and then on Saturdays, they get together and they all get a chance to basically... Uh, go against each other and it's always fun because there's an arms race you know what I mean between the two groups um, jiu-jitsu players should be beating MMA guys in jiu-jitsu and MMA players are hopefully staying on top and remaining on top when when they're having a successful day in jiu-jitsu at least yeah. so that's what that looks like for them right and uh, right. so it, it's fun to have them two constantly you know sharpen each other and uh, now they finally get to August 12th, get to go out and chop some watermelons. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. That's the way I'd say training is like. Very you're nice. constantly shaping the sword, right? And you're kind of like, yeah. Know, start looking around while you're sharpening this thing. You know, I don't want to cut some trees down <laughs> with this thing, you know? So that's the best way I would say is, is doing a tournament is an opportunity for you to really see what you can do, what you're capable of. Yeah. And uh, super important. Whatever yeah. happens to these guys, um, one thing that I'm always talking about as far as like mentality when you're competing, I'm always getting questions about competing. There's always anxiety about it, which is normal because there's potential for getting hurt. Absolutely. And, um, so the way that I would summarize people that are looking to compete or th 
thinking about that in mind is, is I tell them that you want to view this tournament you're entering as a pretest, right? Where if you gave me a pretest, you know, let's say it was for, it doesn't matter, math, for example. You gave me the pretest and you gave me my score back. Well, I'm not going to be too beat up about it because it's not the final grade, right? I now know what I need to work on, you know, and I'll get a chance to take it again. So if you view tournaments as a series of pretests, it hopefully alleviates the anxiety and just shows you what's going well and what you need to work on. It's, it's honest with you. It's very true about with you. And, but the problem is too many people sum themselves up to that performance or that moment when it's like, no, that's just first of many, you know, Mm -hmm. you got to get back on there. That was just a pretest. Yeah. Don't sum yourself up. That wasn't your final grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, exactly. And if you kind of don't ever give yourself a final grade, all you're doing is just constantly improving. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's the way to approach it is that there is no final grade. And so mm-hmm. hopefully that's mm-hmm. the way, you know, some of the students can enter in competition and not feel the anxiety of the, the win or the loss. And all they focus on is, well, what did I learn? What did what affirmations can I take? All right, clearly that didn't work out. What detail did I miss? You know, whatever the case, or philosophically, I approached it wrong. I mm-hmm. should have worked more takedowns than mm-hmm. play guard, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a nice mentality. I hope these guys go into it with because then that sets them up for the long haul rather than just a one and done. Oh. You know what I mean? Not defining yourself or letting yourself be defined is a great separator of people. Yes. I think it's just a separator. And Even it's defining a, it's a, ourselves, yeah. It's yeah, you, you can't define yourself at anything, and you can't let yourself be defined. You can't let anybody tell you what you are. Right, right. And you can't, you can't believe it. Right. You can hear it, mm-hmm. but you can't believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can be whatever you want to be. And so... Dude, that's beautiful. Don't right. don't. This is a pretest. This is a pretest. It's a pretest, guys. Don't. So there's. About it. Is there ever. Is there ever a real test? Were they all pretests? Um, the real test <laughs> happens on Saturday mornings. Competition class. That's when I come in to slay. Uh, <laughs> no, but for real, I would say every competition <laughs> class we have is a test. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Our competition classes are harder than most tournaments. And, and in the sense it's just like you look around the room, you've been coming in lately. It's, it sucks. There's no rest rounds anymore. You know what I mean? Like before it's like, there'd be people I could be like, ah, I could chill and catch my breath a little bit on this guy. And Oh, but now like we have so many good people and people that are hungry that it's like, oh man, she just finished one roll and then you look up and you just made eye contact with another Hulk. You know what I mean? And then it's like, ah, and then you kind of do this like look away. You're like, I hope they didn't see me. And then you look back at them and they're smiling at you, giving you that nod. And you're like, all right, I guess we're fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, yeah. But but for the most part, you know, thankfully um, our gym, we got good rules, you know, um, somewhere always kind of like reiterating is don't go zero to 60 on submissions. You know, as long as you're not going zero to 60. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. I can't hurt, you know, like a lot not of not trying to give anybody CTE out here. Okay. Right. And a lot of our guys have again full time jobs and families to get <laughs> home to, you know. They don't need to be going it's funny, we that got one of our friends, one of our uh, guys, Bryce Abbey, he works at UNK, he's a professor there, and, and there's been a couple times he's had to go to work with a big old black guy, you know what I mean? And so it's it's uh it made him a little more handsome, to be honest. But, you know, that's just me, you know, going to work. For, 
Somebody's oh yeah, nice shiner. Guys, yeah, shiner yeah. on a good-looking dude who fights. And it's oh baby, what you been doing? Watching movies at home? Nah, dude. <laughs> and apparently the jujitsu girls, the jujitsu girls that train joke about. Uh, they're like, yeah, we went to the movies with my boyfriend, and the cashier looked at my arm and looked at me like, just say the safe word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, joke because they have bruises all over their arms. Oh, that's hilarious. So, okay, so they're it. like thinking they're getting beat up from their boyfriend. <laughs> And they're like, are you okay? Say the word. Say the you wink, wink. You need, you need me to make the call. And you know, like, no, this is <laughs> just jujitsu. I'm training. I'm training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I asked for it. I'm kinky. I'm kinky. I like it. I like it. Don't, don't call anybody. It's this okay. Consensual. It's our thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. That's uh, a good time. That's a good time. August nineteenth, following that tournament, um, we do got a fundraiser. Um, that's right. It's a detailing fundraiser. Um, we're gonna be house- hosting. Um, a rollathon where people get to grapple for a few hours. Okay, so four hours. Four hours of wrestling. Gra- yeah, grappling. grappling. Yep, yep. Is there food? There's gonna be food. Okay, absolutely. Can we uh, take a break? If you need a break, I won't judge. <laughs> but I mean, if that if you like living that crutch lifestyle, you know, by all means, <laughs> take a break. Drink your. Water. <laughs> oh, dude, the no. laugh. The evil laugh. You're yeah. sick. You're so. sick, bro. <laughs> hey, can I choke somebody out? I hope. I, please do. <laughs> I hope you do. Um, and if you're having a hard time putting your kids to sleep, bring them. I'm kidding. Okay. But for real, uh, we're going to have food. We're going to have auctions. We're going to have some uh, coaches offering some training sessions. We got Dante, phenomenal wrestler. Uh, dollars? Dollars. Um, he's going to be teaching. Oh, man. Love that guy. And then uh, Jose will be doing some sessions. I'll be doing some sessions. The whole point of it is to bring um, some bathrooms and showers in the facility, which obviously makes training a lot more accessible uh, for most people. That's what we want is convenient. People love convenience. So if they can get in, train, shower, get to work, whatever that may be, it gives them another opportunity to not give us an excuse why they couldn't make it. <laughs> Sorry, coach, like you couldn't it. have a place to shower. It's like, we got a sink, you know, but no, for real, those showers will be nice um, for them. And That's um, a good time. Yeah, I'm looking so forward that's, to that's it. You guys hope. are looking forward to it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Money to make this place better, okay? A lot of people don't know what a fundraiser even is, okay? A fundraiser is something that we do, hopefully, to bring attention to the fact that we need a little bit of money, okay? But we also want to make connections. We also want to meet people. We also want to build um, onto what we have here because this is just level 26, you know? Pretty sure Richard... Gave me a list of levels that he needs to reach, and there's like three million and seven hundred that he's got plans for. So, you know, level twenty six is looking good. Yep, more but, levels. Uh, it's just more levels. More man. levels. It's just more levels. So come out and support that. That would be August nineteenth. Nineteenth again. We're gonna probably be promoting the crap out of it on social media. Yep. So yeah, dude. What about uh, what about winding down? You know, we're winding down the podcast. How do you like to? Wind down a day or, uh, you know, maybe wind down after a big tournament, you know, something like that. Maybe something you've been going, 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 going. What's something that gets you ready to go back out for the next six months and go hard? Um, so I would, it's really tough because um, 
we're doing stuff almost every week. Yeah. Um, yes. There's fights, tournaments yeah. everywhere, and they're constantly happening. So, obviously, again, we're going to be having a lot of recurring themes. Repeated balance is key, right? Right, right, right. Maybe this is just a bad question. It's probably just all the stuff I already asked earlier. No, no, it's not a bad question. It's just <laughs> like, but but it's, it's I do need to find um, that balance because you can get consumed, overwhelmed, burnt out. Um, I would say, thankfully, I do have healthy outlets. Spending time with my daughter, I love spending time with her. She's a mm. she's a blast, and mm. you know she helps me, she grounds me, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's a wonderful um, thing I like to do. Um, spend time on or thinking about just you know to wind down. Otherwise, when it comes to a tournament, winding down looks like really connecting with the students as far as how they felt, what happened, making sure that they don't summarize again themselves up to the, what just happened. Even if they win, don't get carried away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's work to be done. You know what I mean? Congratulations, but there's work to be done. Yeah. And so, um, just kind of, you're always kind of trying to keep your athletes grounded and, uh, but at the same time motivated, (sighs) I don't want to say motivated. Motivation fades, man. Discipline is the answer. Yeah. Um, always. So just to yeah. make sure that they're, I guess, rather yeah. enjoying the process, Ooh. enjoying the company they're with, which is community. Um, and that's the two big things, that they're enjoying yeah. their process yeah. and the people they're with. If those Dude, that was a golden nugget at the end. If they're enjoying the process and you love the people that you're doing it with. And then what did you say before that motivation fades, but the discipline is what you got to have to bring it back every single day. Mm-hmm. Dude. Unmotivated consistency Gold. is what makes you, um, I used to say that a lot in the sense that like, cause yes, motivation fades. So like the more times, especially when you show up unmotivated, which we've talked about happens a lot, like that it counts as double. You know, I've heard Richard say that to one of the students just yesterday, so that's in the back of my mind. I had a student that didn't show up, and uh, I told him, you know what, on those days where you are feeling tired, where you're not feeling good, mm-hmm. um, that's where it counts as double to show up. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Something to be said for somebody that shows up, mm-hmm. you know? And then maybe if, like, I'm the type of guy that shows up when I show up, but I bring it. Like when Richard showed up to be the producer for this exactly. and stuck around. Exactly. I My heart. I'm just thrilled. You know what I'm saying? He's just an absolute gangster for that because I could tell he was tired and he really didn't want to. But he's here doing it. And we're Filled thankful. Filled our cup. And we're right. thankful. Thank you, Rich, for sticking right. around. Right, right, right. Fighting the good fight. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that I feel like I do well. I mean, I fucking... I show up, dude, but I'll show up late, but I bring it every time. You know, I'm not I'm not showing up um, any other way. You know what I'm saying? I feel <laughs> like there's no way for me to show up and not be me 100%, and I just have a lot of energy to bring. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I love going to places that have energy already because then it's just like fireworks go off in oh, my brain. Oh, yeah. When I show up, I'm just like, and fireworks, Right. And then just a bass drops and I'm just like the homies dapping up everybody that I want to see, you know, just right. having a good time. Right. And then when you guys are doing things that are extremely interesting, you know, like like big bear men are rolling around on the ground upside down, like 
grimacing and then a bell rings and then out of nowhere they get up and start laughing at each other it's like huh what's going on here what what, what is this you know it's very interesting yeah that is a really interesting thing isn't it it's it's <laughs> it's it's because it's, it's they're tapping into some primal um needs they need to get out you know being physical is something that is hardwired into us and a lot of people don't get to experience that, mm-hmm. let alone um, do that against another person that they actually enjoy being around. It's really weird, right? Because we're fighting. We're in the business of fighting without yeah. hurting our friend here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think the reason why they're so close together is because we learn so much about each other. Look, man, when's the last time a job drove you so crazy or brought you to the point where you're like, all right, I quit. I give up. I'm done. I tap out. Never. These guys get to see that within themselves and they watch their friends have to regroup after going through something so difficult, like another man on top of them, not letting them get out, trying to choke them. Yeah. They have to tap and concede the fact that that just happened. They're not good enough. That they weren't good enough. And, and you know what? You know what? They they just were vulnerable enough to let their friend watch them quit at life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they still have to move forward with that. Mm-hmm. And we all do. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. it, man. We're, we're all dealing with struggles, traumas, mm-hmm. stresses, life. Mm-hmm. And it's like we start to see each other more from, oh, that guy's a lawyer. That guy's mm-hmm. a police officer. It's it. yeah. We all yeah. see each other. We're just trying to fucking make it through this thing, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it's all tra- It's all hard. Life's freaking hard, but it's never going to be harder than a jiu-jitsu match, at least for me. Oh, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, That's... that allows me to kind of, like, walk out the doors uh-huh. and, like, uh-huh. what you got for me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? yeah. I mean, going to the grocery store and getting all the groceries in your arms is hard. You know what I'm saying? Then you got to go home, deal with your family. That's hard. You know, then you got to get up the next day, go to work. That's hard. But nobody's physically like touching you. Or nobody's stopping you from anything. Nobody's in stopping the you from walking moment. out the door. Yeah. Right. right. So when you do a physical hard thing. Oh, all I have to go do is talk to my boss and do work at a computer or, you know, look at my phone or, you know, maybe go build a wall or, yep. you know, whatever you got to do. Like it's, it, you have the, you have a different kind of edge. You have mm-hmm. a different kind of edge when you walk out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and you don't also seek out combat because again, we've <laughs> seen it. We've <laughs> seen it in so many, again, just to bring up my friend Delfino, he came out on the winning end of a fight and broke his hand. Right. So it's like all these people are out there getting Shout into out fights. To Fino, baby. Yeah, man. Love that guy. That was my worst rooster. <laughs> Do a edit, better one. Edit that out. <laughs> I like that. Thanks for a little the long again. drawn out. A little long and drawn out. <sighs> He's been up for a while, that rooster. <laughs> um so Going back, um, it's it's he came out. He, he Delfino came out of, the, of a winning fight. He won, but he's physically hurt. So now that affects his actual life because that fight was what a day, right? And now the chain has to go back to right. Has to go back and to that, that was for money and for a belt. Some of these dudes are yeah. doing it for a Walmart parking st- spot. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, it's like yeah. 
And so, and that's not uncommon. So again, going, uh, going through these things allows us to really not seek out. I remember one time I was in Menards here and I parked next to a guy, right? I just parked next to his truck. Mm -hmm. And as I'm walking into the building, he, I just got done training. So I, Ooh. Not, not the, just high. You, you're just high. I'm feeling good. You come down. You just know, you, you're yeah. high. I've already got mine for the day. And right. this guy's like, excuse me. Do you think parking next to my truck is a good idea when you have all these spots available? And like, there was like a monkey brain of me that I'm like, ooh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> right? This is going to oh, be no. fun. And then oh, like, no. <laughs> I realize, uh, you know, you, you start wrecking, you know, all the consequences. Well, this is a, a state where you both go to freaking jail, you know, regardless of whether you wanted mm-hmm. it or not, mm-hmm. if you get into an altercation. Mm-hmm. And right away, I was like, this isn't a problem with me. You know, I knew it. And because I had already gotten mine in for the day and I knew that doing it with this old dude would have been just easy and and Mm. no point that Mm. I was like, dude, you got a sweet looking truck. And I turned around and walked away. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's done that multiple times, thankfully for me. Yeah. Um, You, other people won't see it, but you definitely know that's because I'm getting it in. That's because I'm getting it in. Because I'm getting it in, dude. Yeah. So, um, just another benefit. You're not going to go to jail for a weekend. <laughs> You're right. Come to do jujitsu and you can hit people and not go to jail. <laughs> the legal that's a, way. That's a pretty, a pretty, pretty solid incentive, you know, for some people. <laughs> it's, uh, but you're going to get hit back. So careful. Right, right. You Don't be one of those jujitsu, uh, what do they call them? Gym crashers. Oh, Dojo Dojo. Storms? Stormers? Don't be one of those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come in with your TRT, baby. With the TRT. (laughs) That's all right. We got Scott Noctegals. That's true. We we got no problem with your TRT. We got people. Bring that TRT. Yeah. Matt Enforcers. They call them Matt Enforcers. (laughs) We don't have to use them. It's kind of just like, who wants to take this one? Guys, I've taken the last three. (laughs) I don't know if I can handle this again. Oh, man. I might snap his arm. Can somebody else do it? <laughs> it's cool to have Swiss Army Knife men. That's what I'm talking about. It's what we build around here. Yes, sir. Mm, it's a good time. Dude, I hate ending these. You know, I never really know how, and I never really want to, because I just want to hang out. Yeah. But we've yeah. been here for like an hour and 17 minutes, so, Need you know, that's roll. about time. Yes, Guys, sir. um... Thank you for listening to this episode. Go over to 21 Brick Street on Spotify. That is my other podcast that I do. Shout out to me for doing that. And shout out to Bricks Bar for all that stuff. But shout out to Carney Combat because that's what we're here for. Okay, we've got fights coming up August, what did you say, 12th? 12th. 16th. Excuse me, September 9th. We got fights coming up September 9th. Right. Tournament coming up August 12th. Tournament coming up. Fundraiser August 19th. So those are the hot dates coming at you. September 9th, Carnage Cage Wars, August 12th. We got that Subspectrum Tournament August 19th. Fundraiser, get your car detailed, roll-a-thon, get your food Mm. in, and come in and meet some good people for a good time. That's what we got. That's perfect. Guys, thanks for listening. Go over to YouTube. Go over to Spotify, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a comment, give us a share. And, uh, hey, get some sunlight, eat some fruit, uh, hug your mother, call your mother. Drink water, wash your geese, get out (laughs) there and be somebody.